Just because the chairs are off does not mean you're allowed to mosh and body surf. We need your help in getting the chairs off the floor. It's still up to you if you want a concert to happen. The authorities will stop it if you mosh and body surf. And away we go. You're listening to Live on Four Legs, the live Pearl Jam podcast experience featuring... This is Stone Gossip. Welcome to Live on Four Legs, the definitive live Pearl Jam podcast, and we are coming so close, almost a month away, you guys. We're coming so close to getting to Gigaton, and we're coming so close to getting the North American tour, and we can smell it, and we're so excited. Randy Sobel here, John Ferraro over there. John, how excited are you for everything that's going on? Oh, man, I think, you know, I can't wait. And, you know, we had the announcement that there's going to be a special show in New York City. I think oh, we're going to be, goodness, yeah. I think we're going to be getting another, another song from Gigaton here in the next couple of days. Yep. So, the uh, 21st should be uh, Super Blood Wolf Moon. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't Which wait. Which I'm, I'm singing in my head half as Super Unknown and the other half as Worldwide Suicide. I have no <laughs> idea. Probably like Super Blood Wolf Moon. It's a worldwide suicide. <laughs> I have no idea why I'm doing that, but uh, you yeah, can yell you, at me if I'm if I'm wrong on. <laughs> oh yeah, I have a feeling you're going to be wrong, but uh, probably. Oh yeah, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. You know, more new Pearl Jam songs, and we we got a lot more to come. Oh my god, I, I love how they're slow burning it because while I I want everything today, it's still you know when it does come, it's going to feel just oh my goodness, it, it's going to take so long to take in. And it's it's really going to be a wonderful thing that we haven't gotten in seven years. I'm, yeah. I'm glad it came early in the year, too. I will say that. Yeah, well, if they had announced, like, if they had come out and said, oh, new album's coming in July, it would have been like, oh, yeah, it would have been brutal. But, yeah, the shows and the album, like, you know, we're going to be we're gonna be at a few of them. So, yeah, there's a lot coming up. Yeah, so, okay, um, I know I mentioned this last week. I'm going to mention this every single time that we do a show up until – this show happens because there's no way I'm not getting in the building. So for all of you that are going and say something, you know, uh, God willing, something horrible happens or you get stuck in traffic and you can't make it or something like that. Just know that I am available and need one ticket to MSG. I will be there no matter what we will be wearing live on four legs gear and handing out stickers or whatever we're doing, decide to do that day, but I will be there. But all I ask is just, just keep me in mind. Cause I don't like 
to do the whole going into the groups and be like, I saw one, one MSG and everybody would be like, Oh, good luck. Like you can't, you're only able to get it through the, the fan to fan or I, I have a platform to do this. So if I can sync this into everybody's head to look out and just, you know, give a, give a lovable podcast host, a you know, a, a good sense of, uh, where you can find a ticket, then, uh, I will, we will shower you with, with love and we will shower you with, uh, more love and, and, and maybe like a hoodie or a t-shirt or something like that. We'll, we'll give you the world. I, I will be forever indebted to you if this were to happen. So, um, but that's, I'm not in the door yet, but where are we in the door? We're in the door for Nashville. You are, I'm not going yeah. to Nashville. Yeah, um, got my got, got my seats. Some... I, I did not win GA, so I will be. I, I got some pretty good seats though, so I'll be uh, hanging out, not in the GA line, but I'll probably be hanging around, talking to people, uh, getting some interviews, and uh, doing some live uh, remotes, as they say. That would be great. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to hear all that stuff. I think it's a great opportunity to do that. And you're actually there's going to be a little podcast meetup uh, between yeah. the three podcasts that are being represented. So. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're meeting at a. Uh, I forget the name of the place. It's like a the little, place little was called Pearl River. I think Pearl River. It's a, yeah. I think it's pretty close to the venue. I wonder uh, if Jesse picked that because it had the word Pearl in it. Possible. Do you think so? <laughs> definitely possible? Just because it's easy to remember, <laughs> and it, it was a smart move. I, I see what she was doing, but uh, so yeah, the night so before the show, if you're going to be there early, come by and hang out with me and uh, talk some Pearl Jam. I'm sure. Yep, we'll you'll uh, be there. we'll have opinions on the on the new album and all that stuff. So. It'll be yep. fun. You'll be there with Jesse and Kate from Porch and, of course, the Brads from Sick yep. Podcast Theory. Yep. And I would assume that Mr. Patrick Bagel will be there. Uh, maybe you can get Bradley to go. Uh, there are many people that are going to Nashville that will uh, – I'm sure you'll be able to meet up with. So if you are going to Nashville, if you're going to MSG or you're going to St. Louis, which we're about to talk about next – uh, send us an email live on four legs podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you're doing. And, uh, we just want to meet everybody. We just, you know, this is the first time that John has been able to really get out in the field and, and start to meet our fans. And, you know, yeah. I was thankful enough to do that at Fenway before we even had a podcast. Uh, but now since we're established, I suppose, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, now since we're established, um, it's just nice to get to see people face to face and like see what their reaction is to what we're doing and see what they're looking forward to uh, for the future for the show. So, and that's where St. Louis comes into play. That's the one show that I do have tickets to, and you have tickets to as well. Yep. Uh, we got it. We got a good crew for that. Bagel, Bradley, uh, the Brads and Kate Cotton are going to be there too. Um, there's going to be a lot of lot of people at St. Louis. So that one we're going to try and do a little live on four legs meetup. I don't know if it's going to be Friday or if it's going to be, you know, a pre-party thing that we set up at like three o'clock before a couple hours before the show starts. But we're going to do something. And we're also we're in the works to try to get some merch out for you guys. Just some tour live on four legs, tour worthy merch, you know, uh, get something that says live on four legs nashville live on four legs new york uh and we're gonna keep it affordable and you know uh i think i think you guys are gonna enjoy it we'll give out free stickers whenever we see anybody too so if you're heading over to nashville st louis 
MSG. Hit us up at live on four legs podcast at gmail.com, or you can get in touch with us through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. We're everywhere. You can literally Google live on four legs, and we're there. We're the only thing on four legs and live. So, <laughs> what else have we got going on? Uh, do we want to talk about Patreon stuff? Um, sure. Uh, before that, I want to mention uh, my episode of Better Band. Oh, do so. Came yes. Out, uh, Last week I did uh, Bugs. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably the most adorable episode of the Better Band podcast so far because my, my son was featured uh, singing his version of Bugs. So if you haven't heard that, uh, go check it out. We did manage to come up with about – I have actually a lot, of, lot to talk about about that song. I actually like that song. A lot of people put those little uh, interstitial songs from Vitalogy down, but I actually like them. So – uh, I like doing the weird ones over there. You 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 got on the uh, the track ones, but I like kind of doing the weird ones. So that hey, that was a lot of everybody fun. Everybody has so that everybody has their shtick. Yeah. yeah, I'm just glad I'm just glad that uh, Brandon's uh, nice enough to invite us both back Definitely. for multiple albums. So it's a it's a really cool treat. So let's talk a little bit about Patreon. We do have some stuff coming up, bigger stuff on Patreon. I know we've uh, released some you know Devo episodes. We we like to call them kind of devolve a little bit as we make fun yeah, just of have our some fun. Uh, yeah. evolution episodes yeah but um we've we've been doing this whole fantasy draft stuff and and we finally finished three of the drafts for the fantasy leagues that that we put together and uh it's just a lot of fun and we put together a mock fantasy draft so that's that's up on our patreon.com right now uh also tomorrow is going to be our second bridge school episode and we're very excited to put that up it's going to be the 1994 night one show with walking the cow and let me sleep and uh versus a daughter in black and elderly woman like always so uh you should check that out you gotta be a patron to subscribe head on over to patreon.com slash live on four legs like these four brand new patrons did because we would like to thank them for their patronage uh, this past week. And they're all, uh, it just happens to be that that they're all uh, Fantasy League members. So, uh, you know, hopefully they Hopefully they picked up on this, listened to that episode and picked up on those tips we did. Yeah, I think they've already drafted, so... Um, I don't know if it's it's going to be helpful for them. There could be some trades in the works that you, you know, there's going to be be some movement. You never know. So I just want to thank Curtis Hames, Craig Peterson, Matt Behan, and Mike Pac-Man Packard. Uh, Mike is somebody that Matt and I met when we were in Fenway. And, you know, he was online for merch. And I'm like, oh, hey, take take a cart. We have a podcast. He's like, all right, cool, bro. And then we kept running into him the whole day. And, like, within a half hour – we ran into them two other times and we're like, shit, we should just all just like hang out and be friends, right? <laughs> and basically that's what happened. He was with his brother. He was skateboarding and, you know, like we spent like maybe an hour just, just hanging out around Fenway and hell of a time. He's a hell of a guy. So uh, glad to have all of them in there and, you know, we'll get episodes for all of them in at some point. Um, we are going to end up changing our patron s- structure at some point. Not right now, but it's coming. So just yeah, kind of we're, a heads we're, we're up. Look, we're looking to see what we can do to uh, to help you guys out. We're, just we'll see little, what we'll see what happens. Just little tweaks because right now, you know, this has grown exponentially in 
what two months time we went from maybe like 16 patrons to now we're almost at 30 so yeah it's but you know but don't ridiculous. worry you know you're still gonna be able to get access to all the episodes and everything for 100 percent. yeah it's it's gonna be a very very slight adjustment it's really not going to make much of a difference, but we'll announce that when the time comes. We're not ready to announce it yet. So, um, But what we are ready to talk about is our third installment of the Around the World series. And Is it, is it our third or is it our third, fourth, and fifth? Oh, damn. If you weren't paying attention on social media this past week, you probably had no idea you were getting three in one. We teased it on that Devo episode on Patreon, but last week... We actually had no idea that we were going to be doing this. We were just going yeah. to be doing Singapore. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about these these little grouping of shows here. We went back and forth about which one to do, and then I think you were like, "Let's just do all of them." And yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a cool thing because there's maybe there's not enough in at least one or two of them to cover a whole show. Maybe it, it would have been would have been skipped over. So. This is a way we can kind of hit. And like I said, they, they've never played these countries. This is the only time. Right. So if, if we were going to do it, this would be the time. So we're going to kind of we're gonna kind of break these up. They're, they're similar, and, but they've each got uh, some unique parts to them. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Absolutely. So the three shows that we're going to cover today are going to be Manila. And they did two nights in Manila, but this is going to be the second night because the first night we have absolutely no information on what happened. Uh, the second show is going to be Bangkok, and then the third one is going to be Singapore. So we're going to get all that little Southeast Asia area in there. And uh, again, like you said, they've this is one one time, one time only. So uh, pretty cool. And and really, so this is an interesting time for the band. Jack is is pretty fresh and he didn't record on vitalogy so you know he's he recorded on mirrorball though so at least he has that connection with the band he, he played the bridge school show uh he has that connection with the band where you know they're tight together but he also had a handful of songs that he had to learn so you look at these set lists and they're pretty similar in structure and you got to think that it's probably because Jack is just kind of taking it step by step here. Yeah, I think they probably were doing rehearsals. You know, this was a busy time for them still. Like you had the Mad Season stuff going on in 95. You had the, the Mike Watt thing going on. The Big the train. Big train. Come along and ride. Big train. Against the 70s, yeah. Yeah, then, then they doing the Mirrorball thing in January, February. So they were probably having to cram in rehearsals for this tour, and they probably didn't have time to go over every single song. Uh, so they probably just picked like 17 or 20 that he knew the best and make a main set out of that, and then they would just kind of wing it in the encore. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it worked, and this is kind of... This is the crowd that you can do that to because, again, they don't care what the set list is going to be. They're seeing them for the first time, maybe, and and for most of them, it's going to be the last time. So, yeah, and we we talked about it when we did New Zealand. These crowds are just insane. Like mm-hmm. there would be tearing down the barricades, moshing before the show even starts. Like they were just starved to see the see Pearl Jam. And we have a little bit of document from these shows not too much but so we mentioned this in our new zealand episode that we did earlier in january 
that there was a Vitalogy documentary that was shot all throughout this whole tour from Japan down to the places that we're covering today. Shh. I don't, can we talk about this? I think it's I think it's I think it's time that we talk I, about I it. I think it's up for better. No, for the longest time this was totally taboo. Like people would get banned from the forums for mentioning it. <laughs> it was it's so it ridiculous. Was, oh, it was like uh, what's the word I'm thinking of where it was just like it was contraband. Right. You know, like you you were not allowed to mention this movie. And I remember I found a copy of it on Soulseek probably 2002, 2003, downloaded it, and come to find out that it's there's two different versions circulating. Because we've, we've recently, we, they had the, the director came out and released his version that you can find on, is it Vimeo? You can find it on Vimeo. You can find yeah, it on YouTube on as YouTube well. On YouTube as well. But, but it's like, completely different than what you have. Yeah, he, he edited a lot out. So I have like an unedited copy of this evidently so it's yeah it's broken up into three parts it's probably about 20 or 30 minutes of extra stuff it's uh, a lot of stuff in in japan and australia so yeah it's uh we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to figure something out to get you guys uh get you guys a copy because you know i i have all this stuff and i i love sharing it so we'll have to work something out yep uh as long as it's not taboo anymore uh i love to share it with you guys too but um we yeah. shall we shall see we shall see if the pearl jam police come after us uh <laughs> with their what their minor manners is that what they're hey, if i if i get a cease and desist letter from from pearl jam that would <laughs> be a highlight framing that, that and putting yeah, it on exactly. the wall <laughs> exactly so, right next so bring to it Charlotte on poster bring it on i was i was over I, I went to Atlanta and, and spent some time at your house and, and you put this on yeah. and I had no, I, you know, you told me the story then I had no idea, but I saw the footage and I looked at him like, this is crazy. They're walking through airports and people are taking pictures of them. And, uh, you know, there, there's great footage of Mike and stone watching like a, uh, traditional dance in a courtyard or something. And it's just, it's beautifully shot. It, it the whole thing. It, it doesn't matter what you know countries it was. It the whole thing is just fantastic yeah. to watch. And I, it would have been so interesting if it had actually been released. You know, at the time, right? I I was hoping. You know, when we got those box sets, you know, we got the nineteen ninety to ninety two. You got the you know ninety three ninety five. I was hoping we would get a DVD of what they had intended to release in sure. these box sets at some point. And we still may, you know, you never know. Yeah, a, a little bit was released in PJ20, not too much. Right. Some of the beach stuff, I, I think. Yeah, yep. Like, after, remember the stuff that they were saying, uh, they did the whole, like, old-timey music to the drummer? Yeah, yep, that's from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, it's a magnificent piece of gold in the history of this band. And uh, at some point, we'll we'll end up trying to share it too. We would love to have, and we've reached out to uh, the director of this uh, this film, uh, Duncan Sharp. We've reached out to him, and hopefully, he can get back to us, uh, and we can learn a little bit more about this. But apparently, yeah. why it was taboo was because the Australian venues allowed them to document it for their archives but not for public release. That's 
my understanding was so the the statute of limitations has finally run out on that however 25 years later or whatever something like that yeah Yeah. i mean everybody with youtube now they're just like ah screw it it's except for the big train video apparently the railroads (laughs) are are blocking the mike watt big train video Yeah, I'm gonna f- have to find a way to get that get that out. <laughs> um, I'm need, I'm doing my part, people. We need our doctor vetter dentistry's uh, trained. Yes, yes. But yeah, you mentioned like they were being followed. There's a quote from Jeff in the in the PJ20 book about this, and it says, "Yeah, that he remembers walking around Manila and just having people follow them around, and seeing like you know no white people anywhere. Like yeah. such a weird thing for them at the time. I'm sure after playing right. in, mostly in the states and in Europe." And yeah, there would be people like people inside the venue, but thousands of people outside the venue, like forming human pyramids to see up over the edge of the venues and like having interactions, like seeing stuff they'd never seen before, like having to travel by boat. So I'm I'm sure it was had to have been exciting for them at the time. Yeah. Tell the boat story about how they uh, got the their cargo and and their equipment over by boat. Yeah, it says they they lost a ton of money. They you'd have to put gear on on boats, and like, can you imagine like taking all their stuff like bass amps and guitar amps on right. on boats traveling through like to Thailand? That must have been so weird for for people to see. But yeah, and it says they lost a lot of money because they they weren't they were trying to keep the tickets cheap. And there's a big thing in the in the documentary too about uh, in Australia they were trying to keep the tickets low there's a whole scene where one of the the band crew gets on a guy for scalping his ticket and they they kick him out and they're like you know we're letting the we're letting your record company know and we're letting your employers know and all mm-hmm. everybody's going to know that you scalped this ticket like they were really trying to to be fan friendly at this point right yeah that's and you know what that kind of attests to what's going on right now that you know, there's no StubHub seats available for anything but the uh, the MSG in Denver shows because they were able to find a way to to block scalpers, and that's why they did this Ticketmaster deal with the Ten Club. They were able to get more Ten Club tickets, and uh, you know, say what you want about the structure that they've that part they've always kept there to their word. So they are not fans of the scalpers, and. I will never pay more than face for a ticket again. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's, yeah, especially now. Are, yeah, yeah, definitely. So why don't we hop into our first of the three? This is kind of like for all you wrestling nerds out there, and there might be some of you that are hold holdovers from uh, the Edge episode, but it's kind of like WrestleMania two where there were three different locations, uh, Los Angeles, Chicago, and I believe Long Island were the three locations. So they would have, you know, they would cut to a match in Los Angeles, and then that match would finish and be like, all right, let's head over to Chicago. And it was very disjointed, but we're going to do everything in order here. So at least at least there's that. Um, let's... Uh, so shall we shall we like run through the set list here and I'll kind of stop where the big things are happening. So uh we get a lead off here with the release last exit spin the black circle tremor Christ and corduroy and that's the first 5 and and for most of these sets it's going to be the first 5. Uh it's just it's the easiest way to do this again like we said Jack is learning all these songs at the time. So 
you know, just get the repetition and get it in, and then later you can kind of screw around and, and do the crazy stuff. But it's after right. it's after this section here that's the first talking point because one of the few songs that we're covering is used on that DVD, and that's a not for you version. When the song starts, you see all the people lining up and they're rushing inside and and you get this feel like that this crowd is really really intense about this and just pumped to be there get like the breaking down the barricades and just crazy like imagine being 15 years old in in manila and having you know hearing that pearl jam is going to come to your country and play a show like there's no way you weren't going to be there like right. even without a ticket like yeah i'm going just like you know just like you are now with msg like yeah, yeah. i will be there yeah you know yeah. so what's stopping you yeah exactly so just yeah crazy and and they were they were so ferocious live in 1995 like these versions of the Vitalogy songs like Spin the Black Circle Not For You Tremor Christ Corduroy like just like they were just a, a stick of dynamite on stage sure uh, after Not For You he takes the guitar off and we get into this version of Even Flow and this is on the documentary right because I feel like I've seen footage of this right it was actually uh, featured on the in the PJ twenty uh, bonus disc as well. Oh, There's okay. There's a little thing that talks about it. I the even flow tackle. Look at that. Yeah. Yes. So a fan uh, goes onto the stage and he he must have like crowd surfed on top of the stage and he gets to Ed and he grasps a hold of Ed as the security is trying to pry him away and then there seems to be a fight between the security and the band's bouncers that's trying to protect yeah. the van. And yeah. it seems like some billy clubs were involved. Uh, and, and it kind of like changes the mood of this show. And if you remember too, from the, from the PJ 20 movie, they mentioned that early version of, I think they were playing breath. I want to say, and they. Oh yeah. He sees he sees the the bouncer beating up that kid, or and something. he screams and in the, the back whole of the thing. Yeah, yeah starts screaming right in his face. Like they, that was that was definitely something they they dealt with and they were on the lookout for. So yeah, you, you can you can imagine how that how that would affect them on stage. I think it needs to be mentioned that this intro of Even Flow has that little kind of like almost like reprise riff. <laughs> It's cool, and they don't. Yeah. I think that was pretty much for that tour where they did it. They didn't do it too too often afterwards. I'm not too. Yeah, sure. I mean that's probably something they came up with with Jack. You know, and there's there's little things like that, and he's and again like every every show we do from 1995, I have to mention how wonderful listening to Jack's drumming is. Oh, like, your drum I love the crush. way he. 
I, I love the way he plays all the 10 songs and the versus songs. I, I love the way he plays the faster ones and the slower ones. Like he's got such a cool groove and I know I sound like a broken record, but <laughs> he, he propels all these songs forward is he's play, he plays like an octopus and like he's always hitting towards the next riff and doing these little subtle different things. And it's just really interesting to listen to. I, that's one thing I was, I really enjoyed about listening to these shows is hearing, hearing him play drums on all of these songs. There was a clip in the documentary. Um, I think it was must have been from an Australia show, but you can tell how much how appreciative they are of Jack Irons. They're doing the um, oh god, Bye Bye Birdie is it from where where Ed is just like we love you, Jack Irons. Right. right. Oh yes, we He's, do. He gets the crowd to 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 chant with him. Yeah. 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 Let's sing a song for Jack. Sing with me. We love Jack Irons, oh yes we do, we love Jack Irons, oh yes we do, come on you fuckers, I love Jack Irons, we do, Jack Irons, we love you, pretty good. They said it so much that Jack Irons saved the band, you know, there was no doubt about it that during this time that they were going through a really really rough stretch recording an album with a drummer that they just weren't gelling with and wasn't getting the same you know vibe that they were getting and, and jack irons kind of steps in and it's kind of comes full circle with the whole mama son and uh and you know they've said it numerous times that they credit with him with saving the band and uh i don't think it's going to happen because he's pretty much done work as just a studio drummer, but be nice to see him tour with uh, with Clean yeah, Robber. He he played at o- Ohana right last year. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah, so. It'd be, uh, yeah, it'd be great for him to show up a couple of times in this tour. Yeah, it's it's a treat, and we've done so many Jack shows lately. I think this is like the third ninety-five show that we've done in, or technically fifth since we have three here uh, right. that we've done in 2020. So there's, it's just like, you know, can't get enough of Jack and uh, you know, this is, this is a big time for the band. So, you know, this, it, it's been fun to talk about these, these ones um, after even flow, the set list kind of, you know, it goes into that direction where, you know, th- there's some pretty common songs, but then like a glorified G not, not expected every single night glorified g daughter why go deep uh jeremy a few of those would kind of be you know hit the axe like glorified g and why go and deep would all stop being played by jack at some point late 95 Uh, yeah i think it was once once they started working in more of the no code songs those didn't didn't stick around and it's, it's a shame because i you know he's these versions of deep are really good these versions of why go are really good so I think it's just a matter of the you know at the set list at the time they weren't playing thirty thirty five songs they had to right. make some make some cuts. Sure, and then once and then, no code came around, then right, and then know. and then once you once you don't play a song for three months, four months, five months, then you just moved on and like well we'd have to go back and relearn it and like sure. get moving on to new stuff so it just got got thrown by the wayside for a and, while. And then by the time that they were comfortable enough to go to Jack and be like, hey Jack, do you want to play Leash? Do you want to do that tonight? he was out of the band and, and right. you had Matt right. and you weren't going to teach leash to Matt because you needed to teach him given a fly and do the <laughs> exactly. evolution and bring a J. So, exactly. you know, that's a very similar 
that mid ninety eight is very similar to uh, to ninety five. This this little section here, where it is. Yeah. a lot of those set lists are very similar because Matt is doing the same adjustment. So, um, Lucan has a little kind of a jam before it. It's kind of cool, especially you just don't get jams before Lucan. song that's unreleased at the time right nobody in the crowd is going to know this like the boots haven't obviously the first time they played it was when they were the piss bottle men and that was what a month before this all happened so nothing's circulating out to to manila yet uh but this is the (laughs) sixth performance of lucan and it's uh you know they're the I mean, it's defining it's defining this era of the band, that's for sure. Uh, but it's not yet what we know of it to be. the The lyrics we don't really know what the lyrics are anyway. But the lyrics aren't what they. Yeah, something become. about some standing in the doorway and can't leave or can't move is a yeah. little some little changes in there. Yeah, it's you know they they figured it out is the same thing with corduroy. They had that one verse in the chorus that they kept attached to even right. after the album but uh it changed and you know they figured it out changed for the better uh they would end the first set with whipping immortality and alive so you get that luke and whipping immortality and i wonder if that jam kind of came from hey eddie's you know getting the guitar back on let's sure. let's figure it out beforehand absolutely so, um <sighs> then encore time and i love this version of satan's bed because they know that there's a massive crowd of people like you said doing the pyramids and there's tear gas being sprayed outside to get rid of the crowd and the crowd's not going anywhere so yeah maybe the security can you you can imagine being a being a security guard in manila in 1995 you you have no idea what you're in for i'm sure they were freaked the fuck out yeah and as much as you know, you get those, you get those meetings where like the the band's management would get with them and try to prepare them for what they were going to see. And you, there's a little clip of them like showing the difference between like a stage diver who's trying to hurt someone and a stage diver who's just trying to. Oh yes, where like, Stone jumps in into yeah. the crowd. That's yeah, so but funny. like, but there was there was no way they could be prepared for for what was going to happen at these shows. Right. Yeah. It's just and it's someone not and culture. someone made a someone made a bad decision in the moment. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, they return to the stage and, and they know all what's going on. So they know the people outside, they want to show too. So they, 
turn up the amps just a little bit and you get this freaking rip-roaring Satan's bed out of this. I think the the first time I was on this show and we did Atlanta, I think I mentioned there was probably never a good version of Satan's Bed. I, I take it back. Yeah. This is this is really good. This is a great version of Satan's Bed. And it, there's no, like, drum intro to it. They get right into it, and they freaking bust through the thing. It's, it's phenomenal. We don't talk about Satan's Bed a whole lot because this is the, what, ninth or tenth version that they have recorded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eleventh I have on, on Live Footsteps. A lot of these songs very early on in their tenure, Luke and Six, then Immortality, 12, uh, 11 for Satan's Bed here. And, I mean, and, uh, and 95 was the year. It was, I mean, over probably half of its performances are in 1995. It's only 38 overall, so yeah. it can't be too 90, much more than that. Yeah, 95 and 2006 were the years mm-hmm. to catch it. Yep. Uh, rear View Mirror, Better Man, Black with a We Belong Together tag. Uh, and then you get... A cover that would come back later and be one of their more popular covers of this era, and that's Let My Love Open the Door. And I, I think we talked about it um, the first episode, uh, first official episode that you, you were on. Yeah, uh, Soldier Field. Yeah, a co-host. Um, and I just... I freaking love this version of their song. I, I love the way they interpret it, and it's so fun. It's so catchy. And oh I yeah, mean, it starts off with Ed playing that guitar riff, and he's, you know, that's one of his favorite things to do. You know, he's done it a thousand times in his bedroom. Yeah, it's goose. It, it, you feel that. You feel that little part. You feel that like Eddie is putting in that you know sixteen year old Eddie into it. It's not just you know Eddie playing a song. Yeah, Eddie, we'll have to do Eddie the, is uh, Pete. At this point, we'll have to do the Sydney show from this tour where Fleet came out and played. And, oh yeah, uh, he played, played Needle and the Damage Done, right? Yep, yep, yeah. And that was the same show as uh, Jeff's birthday. That's uh, that's featured in the in the documentary as well. Yep, yeah, a lot of it's a lot of good Australian stuff. That's that's for sure. But uh, this version, let, let my love open the door. Oof. Yeah, this is this is this is really good stuff. Thank you. 
like I said, the encores really set these shows apart. And, like, this version of Better Man is really good. You get the Satan's Bed and Black with the We Belong Together tag, Let My Love Open the Door. Like, this is where they were really letting loose. Like we said before, the the first sets very structured to to the point, and then you know you get to you get to later in the sets, and and they kind of found a way to play around, and uh, and it's a good cover for Jack too because it's not a complicated song. It's not like a Pink Floyd right, song right. or uh, anything like that. It's just a simple rock song, you know, easy for him to pick up, just a four four beat. They like, weren't doing a lot uh, of covers at the time either, so right, right. Uh, and the show ends with Indifference, which will never here because uh it's not on the bootleg that we have so uh the the cassette ran out or something yeah or or maybe you know maybe they uh there was a little bit of time between the, songs and, if, and if we don't if we don't play a lot of clips from this is because the recording is not very good yeah it's uh, it's like a c c minus at best yeah but yeah you know it's, there's stuff to there's stuff to listen to so um yeah all right that uh, we tackled manila um We'll get to like sort of an ending structure at the end where either we rate or just kind of give our top three. This this might be kind yeah. of tough to rate, uh, yeah. but we'll we'll figure it out. So we get from Manila to Bangkok. They are in Thailand for February twenty eighth. And what's the big story for for Bangkok here? There's not really a lot of doc, uh, footage in the documentary, so we don't really not, know. Not a lot. Yeah, yeah. But you get an interesting closer. You get uh, one of the early uh, plays of I Got Shit, which is always, like I said, that's one of my favorite songs. So I was excited to hear that. Um, yeah, you get a Act of Love from uh, Mirrorball. Yeah, that's, there's lots of real interesting. It's a very short set. It's only 20 songs. But um, it's it's a lot of good stuff. So, again... This is pretty much, you know, second second verse, same as the first here. Released last exit, spin the black circle, tremor Christ, animal corduroy, and Luke in, in there too. Um, and then you get I Got Shit here. It's the third time that they've ever played I Got Shit. <laughs> just 
Oh my god! Yeah, it signifies what they did with the album recording, which is so much has a such a different feel to it that you know that very ominous intro. Instead, now it's just kind of like poppy and arpeggiated. But this just oh my god! It's it's next level good. Yeah, I love the song, and it was so like Mike is great on it. Stone's great on it. Such like the way they the guitars interplay with each other. It's so good. I I and, thought Jack and it was there was one of fantastic. Yeah. On this. Oh, yes. Anything you can, can mention Jack all day, but <laughs> you know this is probably this is one of their newest songs at the time. You know this. Uh, you know Long Road popped up once or twice, and then you had Lucan, and that was pretty much all the new songs they were playing. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the crowd doesn't know what the hell it is, and I don't know how much time it took for somebody to kind of push it across and be like hey there's an unknown song here how do we figure out like when when are we going to know more information about this because i i don't yeah, think i mean I, at the time i don't think we knew until no it definitely wasn't i don't think we knew until red rocks maybe <sighs> maybe but i think but there were there were like tv commercials for for this ep but that didn't like, come out until december that was late. Yeah, I don't think we knew until I don't think we knew until then that there were going to be new songs. That's, I mean, you know, Long, Long Road was played for the first time at that Casper, Wyoming show. That was considered the first mm-hmm. non-Ticketmaster venue show that they did. Uh, but I guess it was just one of those things. If if you were just in the trading business, then you found it somehow, and it just kind of passed. But even around. then, it, it took time. It, it took a lot of time. Like. You'd have, you'd have to wait on people to mail tapes and stuff. Like, it was, right. it would be like a year, like, lag time. Right. Sometime. This is not going to be like on uh, March 18th. You know, the minute they play Buckle Up, there's going to be 100 clips on YouTube. They'll sure. be like, here's the sure. debut. Here's here's Buckle Up. Here's uh, uh, Take the Long Way or Comes Then Goes. Mm-hmm. We're going to get that right away. We'll never, this generation of Pearl Jam fans that didn't live in the tape trading will never know. That, how that feels that you know there's there's a song i've never heard before that's not on verses or vitality what, yeah i mean you'd, you'd have to wait for the you'd have to wait for the the shady shadowy bootleg cd maker to, sure. to burn their other cds and come up with their shitty artwork and then charge you 69.99 for right. it this little section this is a fantastic section here i got shit into a live a live that's mid-set you i mean uh, you were talking about jack and how much you love oh, yeah. Jack on Fantastic. this. Uh, and then you get this version of Go. And it has the intro that's kind of like the album intro. It's a little bit sped up. It, Jeff is doing a little bit something different with the bass. But it, it's interesting and it's really cool. Jack starts it playing, you know, that little, 
that drum thing that's so fast. It's like, doo, 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 doo. It, I love that I, drum beat when you I was saying it. before we started, that kind of sounded like a Why Go drum beat in a way. Similar. They kind of have a, the same tempo a little bit, yeah. In a way, yeah. Yeah. In a way. Uh, we'll, have just, to get, we'll have to ask Deborah to pull out the beats per minute on those. Oh, analog Deb. <laughs> get to us. We want to know the beats. Yeah, so really awesome version to go. Underrated, that's for sure. Uh, daughter with a lot of tags here. Suck You Dry and Another Brick in the Wall and WMA. So you got a lot of stuff going on there. Uh, you get Even Flow where nobody's trying to bum rush the stage that we know of uh whipping in rearview mirror to get ed on the guitar back to back and then you get the fifth ever appearance of the mirror ball song act of love time because they had recorded in january this debuted like we said at the uh, at the dc shows so did people even realize like when this say this gets circulated or say people were talking about it at dc and they're saying oh they played a new song did i feel like maybe before this you know what i think i listened to this before this he said this is a neil young song right i think so yeah I think yeah they- I think they mentioned it in DC too. It was like, you okay, know, this is a song we wrote with Neil. Okay, that's that's not one I've I've dug into yet. So. And I think you back then you I think we knew, maybe not at this point, but shortly after because they would announce the album's pretty far out, so we knew that Mirrorball was coming, if right. not around this time, then shortly after. Right. Okay. So I, that's that was my question whether or not people thought Active Love was just another, you know random Pearl Jam song like like I Got Shit earlier or like this was known fact that this was going to be on Mirrorball so that's it seems like that's pretty clear this is and, it, and it's so cool too that even now in, in 2018 they still were pulling out songs from Mirrorball you still got Throw yeah. Your Venture Down and stuff oh, like yeah. that I'm, I'm, I'm so glad they haven't just forgotten about it and it's not just like a footnote and um, speaking of Mirrorball, I think this is a really good time to plug this. Uh, Neil Young's Archives has oh, yeah. been doing a, a vote for the next thing that they should release. And one of them is, I think, a Munich uh, show that they did in uh, the summer of 95. So Yeah, they did like a little European mm-hmm. They played tour. Israel. Yeah. And like, yeah, they're, they've got like a live video from one of those shows, and I, I voted for this like ten thousand times. Oh um, yeah, I know. I just for it another ten thousand times if I they could. Said, but. There, there's like I don't know twenty five choices, and they give you three options, and they don't you know if you pick one, you don't have to pick a different option for the other. So it's just like bam, uh, mirrorball, mirrorball, mirrorball. Oh yeah, submit yeah. mirrorball, 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 submit. So if you can find that. Uh, 
on, I guess, like the Neil Young Archives uh, website or, or Twitter, or Facebook, Instagram accounts, uh, go vote because we want to see that. Yeah, I think Everybody it was rumored that they were going to put it out last year, but it ended up getting pushed. So, yeah, hopefully this can be this can be the time for it. Yeah, uh, it's fingers are crossed. I mean, this is and this is a good time to do it because there's so much stuff going around on Pearl Jam right now that just you want to build into the hype. So just just do it. Just do it already. Oh, yeah, maybe, you know, at some point, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on, but maybe at some point we'll do a Patreon episode for one of those Neil Young, Neil Jam shows. Love it. Yeah, I'm in. You get some 20-minute versions of scenery and a lot of lot of jams in those. I'm in. And they were doing Cortez the Killer and Powderfinger oh. and, like, oh. yeah, so good. Give it all to me now. So they finish off the set, Jeremy and Porch, and very short encore. It's Black Blood. And then to close the entire night, this was the only time they've ever closed with this. Wow. Immort- That's crazy. to close the show. And it's such a good closer. like Amazing closer. It's- yeah, it's, it's perfect. indifference where you're kind of you know it's indifference at the time isn't isn't a sing-along like it is now and it's kind of ending on Amma's point but you're ending on just that furious solo and and drum uh drum section at the end and you know once once they finish off it really feels like it's a powerful way to cap it off i i don't know why they would never repeat doing this yeah, I don't know. I I love the song. I like, and it's one where they can just Mike can just take the ending and and do his thing, and they can jam out as long as they want to. I think this version's close to seven minutes, if not over seven minutes. Pretty close, um, yeah. But yeah, it's oh, it's fantastic. If that's something that they can bring back, I would love this tour. Oh, can you imagine, like, yeah, just new closers? Like, Ledbetter's great, Indifference is great, but like every now and again throw in an immortality or an elderly woman to close the show how cool even like a rear view mirror give me like we talked about smile with like a porch like a really long porch in the show even something like a like a river cross like we've heard the live version like that would be be so cool to end the show with everybody singing along at the end you know share the light don't hold us down that'd be such a cool way to to end the show like sure yeah hoping hoping they'll mix it up a little bit yeah, we shall see. We're, again, like almost a month away. 
we're, we're getting we're getting there. We're getting close to St. Louis and, and Nashville and all those. So hang tight, everybody. All right, that's uh, that's it for Bangkok. Now let's go on to our third and final show that we're covering. It was March third, nineteen ninety five, Singapore at the Indoor Stadium. Um, in the beginning of this boot, so there's a story that's that's uh, behind this. Um, in the beginning of this boot, you hear somebody over the PA and say, and they say, it's still up to you if you want a concert to happen. The authorities will stop it if you mosh and body surf. And everybody's just laughing at this guy. Like, what a tool. Why? Like, dude, this is a rock show. Get the fuck out of here. Come on. Yeah. 1995 is peak mosh pit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you they, found... they were all wanting to act out what they saw on MTV. Yeah, right. And and especially the American culture. That's yeah, yeah. It's relevant. But yeah, and again, um, like even before the, um, it was crazy. Even before the the show started, all the anticipation with Mud Honey yeah. opening. So Mud Honey like gets you revved up and fired up as it is. And oh yeah, you know, my brother the cow. Thirty minutes Mud in between. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so we, you found something on Reddit from a person that went to this show and he said that all of the cautionary, uh, stuff that came from this was because Metallica had played a month beforehand and there was a lot of, you know, violence and, and, uh, unruly, uh, you know, moshing in the pit. And yeah. And if you remember, handle it then. if you remember too, there was that American kid that was caned. Oh, that sounds familiar. That was a big deal. I remember it was like they had to, like Bill Clinton had to be involved. Like they, it was yeah. a big scandal in Singapore. Was that- and he he mentions it too. He does a little, the Loren Prava during, uh, was it the thing where he talks about like, was it blood? I think it's blood, like something about, you know, oh, I don't want to get caned. Right, right, right. I have the, li- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I have the lyrics here. We'll, we'll when we yeah. get to blood, we'll, we'll talk about that. But, um. Yeah. Just. Just crazy. I, what was that during the Metallica show, or was that a different? No, I think it was a, a separate thing. He was caught spray painting. Oh. Something. It was like an international incident. Jeez. People remember. Yeah. I yeah, forget his name. Matthew something. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That, that's back when when people had names and news stories. You remember that kind of thing. Now it's just kind of like. Well, this happened, and this person. Yeah, the the news cycle fuck. was more than every twelve hours. You know, you were <laughs> right stuff. Yeah, how we start this show is pretty close to how we've started the other two shows. Release, go, last exit, spin the black circle, tremor Christ, not uh, corduroy, not for you, Luke, and even flow. Like that, there's there's a trend, there's a theme here. Uh, is there one that stands out to you pretty early here, or is this just kind of like great vitality stuff? Uh, again, it's not for you. You know, he talks about seats just to me and Beth. You get that mm. original outro again, which I love. And again, Jack just tearing up these songs. Like, so good on Last Exit, so good on Trimmer Christ. You know, yeah, just loved listening to him on every song on this. And all three of these shows have Lucan involved, which it's, I guess, yeah. at this yeah. time they're starting to realize, all right, well, this is going to become a staple in the set. And uh, it's only, you know, a minute long anyway so we might as well just get it over with so we get middle of the set is dissident animal uh you wanted to talk a little bit about deep right you like this version of deep yeah 
it's the outro is so good where they were just bang out on it and it says you know you ain't shit you know throws a little little <laughs> lyric change in there which i love and like he's he sounds so angry and talked about it in the in the san diego episode like i don't know why they dropped it i mean i i get it they had new songs and stuff like that but it wasn't like they were having a hard time getting through it like these are great versions of deep right yeah no this is and it has that same vibe that the dave a versions had where it kind of spiraled out of control at the end yeah. and the band yeah. was able to you know eddie's screaming and and jack is just going off like it's it's that it's that platform where like you don't yeah, when get it, a when lot it, of when it came back in 2003 it it didn't have that same feel to it it was more right. like oh it was neutered it was more like a, it was more like a cover song yeah it was kind of neutered i, I yeah. feel the same way about leash that yeah. once it came back you know get out of my lucky face is not necessarily the same but uh <laughs> jeremy rearview mirror immortality so he can get his little guitar section in with right. rearview mirror and immortality right then we go to Alive, and now we get that little improv. Whatever you do, wherever you are, you can fuck me in the public that is Any chance he gets to do some Iron Maiden in there? Of course, of course. Like uh, you know, it's basically what Dance with Clairvoyance is, right? <laughs> and he he did some he did <laughs> at some, least the title, and he did some finger tapping in the solo too. There was a little bit of of metal in the uh, in the solo in this one. Mike and Mike and Screech, Mike can get it get to it here. Uh, Blood is ending the set, and this is this is another this is great example of just how the band can get crazy at at their shows in 1995 and blood is just a staple of that set list oh yeah like i I mentioned the that they were the stick of dynamite earlier like blood is is the fuse that that blows up the stick of dynamite absolutely yeah so we're we're kind of unsure of this but at some point it could be during blood it could be during porch and the encore but at some point Ed smashes a mic stand oh, yeah, into he would, he would take the stage the, floor. He would take the bottom of the mic stand, and while the band was jamming, he would just smash it into the stage repeatedly until he made a hole. 
and then he would disappear <laughs> through the hole. Well, you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to dig a hole to China. Well, he didn't have to. He, he could have just gotten on a boat or gotten on a plane. I know. We could have gotten on a plane. Yeah, he they were already close. Um, he was trying to get back home, maybe. But, uh, yeah, yeah there, there's one famous one. We were, we were talking about it before we started recording. I think there's there's one. It might have been that second San Diego show where they he did it and they, everyone in the band went down in, in under the stage. But yeah, this was this was something he. I mean, it, I'm sure it just happened organically the first time. He probably wasn't even trying to to break the stage, but right. yeah, just right. smashing that the 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 base of that mic stand into the stage and like you know at, at the indoor theater in Singapore. I'm sure it wasn't reinforced very well, so it probably wasn't, <laughs> no. it wasn't that hard to do. Encore here starts out daughter with a couple of tags, brick in the wall and WMA, and then after daughter finishes, you get a little little wing. Tease. Yeah, again, like just going back to them being loose and like, yeah, let's just play it. And like, just hey, Mike starts it and then, like, yeah, let's, let's just do it. go and porch um this good version of porch and again we don't know when the mic smashing came in it could have been during blood it could have been during porch i mean one of those very obviously uh cater to to mic smashing but um during porch he is going into the crowd and you can audibly hear him <laughs> say hello how are you Hi, nice, nice, nice to, to meet, meet you thanks for coming nice to meet you Thanks for coming, yeah. Just and I'm and it, very and, genuine. And the people in this crowd don't speak it. English; they don't know what he's talking about. I'm sure he was, you know, just kind of playing it up, playing the but the part of the the ambassador. They're touching, they're touching a rock star. Yeah. They're probably they don't care what he's saying yeah. to them. They can he can say fuck off and die, and they're like, oh my fucking god, that's Eddie Vedder, that you know America's biggest rock hero right now. Yeah, that just you know shook my hand and did you notice too like at the very end of this there they did you notice there's a little tease of uh i don't know i can't remember who originally oh, did the song but i did a little bit of, of the nobody does it better i want to say it's not glenn campbell but um i can't remember who i'm thinking who did yeah. it originally but little mike does a little tease of uh the little clean guitar part from nobody does it better it's very quick you'd miss it if you weren't paying attention <laughs> We end the show here. This is uh, the last of 
this little Asia tour, and they are going to go to Australia after this, I believe. Right. Or New Zealand. It was Perth, Australia on March 6th. So, wow, that's quick turnaround time. That, that's that got to suck. But uh, they bring Mark Arm on the stage because, of course, they do, and a little sonic reducer. Pretty cool because you get at the end uh, – Mark Arm is, is what? What does he say? Meet you at Gyoza's. Yeah, I think party at the Sentosa. And yeah, the, and the pool. The pool is great. <laughs> so hopefully, just, some of the they got they got to party with some of the crowd afterwards. I'm sure awesome. probably all eight thousand plus people showed up. Yep, just awesome. Like getting Sonic Reducer. Oh yeah, as the way any, to end you know any and anytime you get Mark Arm on Sonic Reducer, it's it's great. And we've had it two weeks in a row now, so yeah. no complaints there. All right, we're uh, that got us through three different shows. I think that was that was pretty solid. I think that was pretty easy. What do you think? No, oh, I don't know if I could do it every week, but yeah, uh, for, for this we'll we'll make a special uh, special occasion. So, I don't uh, think yeah, we could do it, it for was next fun, week's though. show. <laughs> I don't think that, but that's that's not for me to decide. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, so let's do. For each of us, we'll let's go through and pick our top moment from each show. Instead of doing okay. the top three, we'll just do top moment from each, and then we'll figure out how we want to do a rating for this. So I'm going to say for Manila, for me, uh, I'm going to say Satan's Bed. Oof. Just fucking killer Satan's Bed in this you know, knowing that what's going on outside and, and Pearl Jam always being attentive to what's going on and saying, all right, well, if you're going to, if you're going to fuck them up, then I'm going to give them a show that, that they're never going to forget. And, oh yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. hundred percent. Like yeah. for them to come out to start an encore with Satan's bed and just rip into it like that. Right. Like, yeah, it would have been so amazing to be there. Right. I mean, not for you is great in this and, you know, let my love open the door. Awesome. But yeah, Satan, Satan's bed is definitely the, uh, the highlight of this show. Def- definitely. Definitely. Uh, okay. How about Bangkok? What do you say about Bangkok? Oh, a lot of choices, but I'm going to go with, I got shit. <laughs> An early version, like again, one of my top five Pearl Jam songs, like absolutely amazing to get to hear an early version of it, and and this is the best recording of the three, so you can really hear the drums, you can really hear the Eddie's voice, like it's it's incredible. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. Uh, I really like this version, but I got shit too, just knowing how early it is, and like you can tell that they're feeling a song at a certain time that they're saying yeah, there's you know something what? about, there's something about the early versions when yeah. it's, when it's so close to them, right. They're still, it's still so kind of raw and, and new. And it's one and of it's the only really songs, good. this and act of love are the only songs that they're playing at this point that they wrote with Jack. So yeah. Jack is yeah. 100% comfortable with it and it's in his style. So it's just it's just a perfect perfect fit so and and lucan is was there too but it's not something where he gets to it doesn't have that same kind of groove it's just right. a minute you know fast song so but yeah he's he's so good on on i got shit yeah it's it's a, a joy to listen to close close second go and immortality i think are tied sure. for close seconds on this but yeah, yeah. I, I got shit is definitely the the winner out of that uh singapore Whew. Um, I gotta go with blood. Yeah, with the jam before that. That's yeah. I, I, you know, I when I started listening to the boot, I just 
cracked up when I heard that first thing. No body surfing, no moshing. Just because the chairs are off does not mean you're allowed to mosh and body surf. Who is this guy? Does he work for Pearl Jam? Does Who is this person? Yeah, I don't know. But they were threatening to cancel, so jeez. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of the idea of overall even for all three of these shows that the crowd was just at a fever pitch and just ready to freaking roll and they're never getting the band there again. So take, take the biggest band in the world right now and just fucking go insane, destroy some seats, you know, bang on the rail, mosh crowd surf. All oh you yeah. Want and like and- just amazing. And going back and, and watching that tour documentary, like I hadn't seen it in a while. But going back and watching it, it was you just get a, a real sense for how great they were live at this point. Like I mentioned before, it's such a shame that the Ticketmaster thing worked out like it did. Like it would have been so great to have gotten a full tour in nineteen ninety five, a full yeah. tour in nineteen ninety six, a full tour in nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. You know, we we missed out on so much during those years. Uh there could have been so many more shows. That's part of their history though, and it's, yeah. You yeah. Know. I'm, I'm sure they don't regret it. Do we rate these or what? Um, I think so. You know, in, in individually with or the, with the shows, I'm gonna I'm gonna rate them as as one unit. Okay, I will too. And I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them a nine, man. Okay. For the way I know that the the set list aren't as diverse as as they would be before and after, but God, like, just I think I I texted you when I was watching the the first uh, part of the thing, I was like, fuck, this is so good, man. Like, yeah. how great live were they at this point? Like, unbelievable. And, like, even the songs that, yeah, you, you take for granted now, like A Dissident, An Animal, and Even Flow, you've heard a thousand times, but, God, just going back and watching it and listening to them at this time, it was it was a, a pleasure. Like, I, just a amazing live band at this time, and to this day. Yeah. So yeah, I give all these together a nine, and you you do get like some some rare stuff. You get a Satan's Bed, La Malave Open the Door, a couple of early versions, a couple of teases and covers. But yeah, like to I wish I could have seen them every show in 1995. Yeah, overall these shows are really good. I I really I doubt that there's a lot of vault footage for this or or at least like recordings uh like board recordings or anything but that would be so cool if they vault 10 they're just like here's freaking manila like they they can keep this as close to a two disker as possible you know with with 22 songs definitely so um but you 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 just never know maybe maybe they have it maybe they don't but uh, it it would be cool i would love to hear the actual recordings of this and hear like a pristine sound uh listening to the bootlegs that weren't necessarily the best quality i I did you know when we decided we were going to do just singapore i did lose a little bit of steam a little bit of interest and it might have just been just like the day-to-day like uh uh, you know rest of my life uh oh another pearl jam show yeah right Uh so terrible well look i edit (laughs) i edit the show too and i spent a lot of time editing the show I I, i do a lot of shit and i like listening to the show i don't like writing notes about the show because i just I just want to remember everything that I listened to and not have to be like, 
well, this about this and this corduroy and this daughter and this, that, like that, that's what made the show. I don't want to say stale on really early on, but like, you know, it, uh, it kept it from gaining momentum, I would say. Yeah. And and again, this is like we talked about 95. There's, it's not as diverse a set list. So it's not something where if you listen to a show from the last few years where you're getting, they're mixing it up and you might get something from lightning bolt then you might get something from versus then you might get a lost dog and then you might get this and it it really you're you're just you're waiting with bated breath for the next song like what's it going to be like this was a little more predictable so i think sure. I, I understand where you're coming from sure uh i'm going to give this i'm like i'm tied between like an 8 and an 8 and a half uh i i, I love the the shenanigans and the antics like you know the the kid on the stage that that gets dragged out and you know uh busting out satan's bed while the tear gas is happening and then busting the hole through the stage like that is just that that is iconic pearl jam 1995 in the middle of the height of their popularity and i I think I've convinced myself that I'm going to give it the extra half point. Uh, although, you know, bootlegs and a little bit of set construction is a little, you know, I, I do love my set construction discussion, but uh, give credit where credit is due. 1995 shows they are superior to most, so I'll give it an 8.5. Yeah, yeah, you, you have to. Yeah. Well, I don't have to do anything. just did it. No, you do. Decided to. Well, you're the you're the <laughs> legs police. Uh, I'm something. The... <laughs> you sure are, buddy. All right, what else? Uh, what else we got to talk about before we finish this up? You want to talk about next um, week? Yeah, what's coming out next week? Uh, well, you tell me because I'm 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 not involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to do another uh, another Patreon request from uh, Dan Apollo. We're going to be covering uh, a Missoula, Montana show from 2018. Yep. So we're going to go, go back to the future, as they say. Uh, we're Wow. Look at how much we've bounced. We went from yeah. 2018, actually 1998, or if you want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. Or we, we had uh, 2016, and then before that, two shows in a row that were 1995. So we've bounced around a lot this year already. And, um, yeah, we're going to go back recent and, and I think, you know, a lot of uh, our patrons, uh, have been requesting stuff that's pretty recent because it's very fresh in their head and they have still have feel good memories from these shows and they're trying to, uh, bring it into the next phase of their Pearl Jam touring fandom. So, uh, we're going to get this one out. It's going to be you and Buckley. I will sit on the sidelines and enjoy, uh, being a listener to it, but you got a lot to talk about, about a certain poster and a guy named Jeff who it's, you know, they called it the home and away shows. And for Jeff, this was his home show. So you got a lot to talk about with that. Oh yeah. Um, I love Jeff. So that'll, that'll be fun. But where are we going? Uh, where's our next stop around the world? Around the world. So we're just going to go a little bit north and go up to Japan uh, we're going to detour from 1995 because they've only done Japan in two different, uh, uh, tours and they did Japan in 1995. They did Japan in 2003 as well. So we are going to do Nagoya from 2003 and that's going to have a lot of good stuff. I think that is going to be the live on Ford legs debut of Bush leaguer. Excellent. So if Excellent. you haven't heard our take on Bush leaguer, it's a comment 
we're going to get Trump next week a little bit. It won't we'll, we'll stay away from actually talking about Trump and we'll just talk about the surroundings of Trump. Uh and then we're going to get Bush leaguer. So it's we're going to get a little bit political, I suppose. Yeah, it's going to be ready fun. For and, that. and the and you know we haven't we haven't done a lot of that 2003 tour, so that's going to be fun. We did a ton of 2003 really early on last year. We hit out like Camden and uh, Homdel and a couple of those MSG shows and State College as well. And then we so stopped. we're, we're going to branch out from the from the Northeast. <laughs> well, this is that's what all 2020 shows has been all about. 100 miles yeah. of each other. Yeah, that that's what 2020 has been all about. We've been trying to you know get in these different perspectives and different crowds and different time periods uh, to talk about the band. So, uh, you know, what better way to do that than to travel around the world? So that'll be our last in the continent of Asia. And then we'll, uh, in a couple of weeks, hit up some European countries. Nice. Remember, if you have a story that you'd like to share with us or a show that you'd like to see us cover or a comment or thought, or you want to meet up with us in any of our locations. If you want to be a sticker hander outer at a show like in Oakland or uh, Oklahoma City or Phoenix, uh, we can use some sticker hander outers. So we'll send you a bunch and you just go up to people. So, and be we've, like, so we've got the, the Live on Four Legs detective agency. We, now we need the Live on Four Legs street team. The street team. That's right. <laughs> now this is going to be a branded thing. You know how I am with my branded things. Mm-hmm. Jeopardy. Are we doing Jeopardy tomorrow? Uh, it sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. All right. Let's do Jeopardy. Yeah. Since since uh, the night we're recording this, there was a Jeopardy question on uh, about Pearl Oh, Jam. no. Don't say it because we, we might use it. <laughs> Since no, since, was no one their, on the, since no one on the show answered it, it's still it their it's still one thousand dollar category, and it would be our one hundred dollar. <laughs> right, right. So the category was uh, songs in the family, and I was actually waiting for this. I should have had my phone out because they were uh, they left they left the category alone, and then they started hitting it hitting it the whole way, and the last. Uh, question the hundred thousand dollar question was they were given you know i think it was like parents don't understand and uh, grandma got run over by a reindeer like easy shit but uh the last one it just said pearl jam 1993 blank and it didn't say like don't call me blank but pretty obvious pretty easy all three of them nope i'm sure i'm sure ken jennings would have gotten it if he'd been on there oh yeah yeah, Ken and uh, what's Ken, his face? Ken, if you're listening, send us an email. James Holtzauer. Yeah, he would. He, he he seems like he would be into Pearl Jam. He does. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So we'll do our Jeopardy, and uh, uh, that'll be fun. We'll we'll find something to give away. Uh, we're getting ideas. We'll figure it out. So uh, until then, hit us up on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on email, on Patreon, patreon.com slash live and four legs. We'll have the bridge school 94 episode for you tomorrow. And then next week, we're going to have another evolution episode. It's been a while since we've done one, but we will be on the porch and cover that and the history of porch. And I'm sure we'll be doing a little, a little quick hit on super blood wolf moon when it comes out, when it comes out. Yeah. You can definitely expect us to put something out, uh, from what we've heard, it's supposed to be a Mike Shredfest. 
We'll see. So we shall see. All right. Let's uh let's get out of here. So uh this may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I feel like singing today, so I'm gonna do it. I miss you already. I miss you always. For Andy and John, and for the three triple header show that we did, Manila, Bangkok, and Singapore, I think I got them all in order there. Pretty sure, but I'll edit if I didn't. Um, We shall, I won't, but John and Buckley, we'll see you next week. I'll see you in a couple weeks. No time like the present to get ripped apart.